Hello. Hello, everyone. It's been a while. Has it been two months already? Uh, probably. Because we didn't record. Yeah. The last time we recorded was before Thanksgiving. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Well, did I go to LA? Uh, yeah, already? you did. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, no, so no, like, you didn't. Thing? LA no. was like okay. right before we left. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So now. Welcome back. Wow, it's been a while. Welcome back. I know, it's been a while. It's, it's another year now. It's a whole oh, last new believe. year. Right? Yeah, 2023 already. Like this year, this past year, 2022, just felt so short. Mm-hmm. Like even shorter than the year before that, I feel like. It doesn't feel like a new year, weirdly. Because like usually I feel like when it's a new year, you're all like, oh, you know. It's a new, new year. year I know, but this year, it didn't feel like that. Like, I just felt Me like too. it was another day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe because we're old. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Anyways, happy Western New Year. <laughs> happy, happy Western New Year. Yeah, happy Western New Year. Almost happy Lunar New Year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the time this episode comes out, it's probably already... Lunar New Year. Mm-hmm. So happy Lunar New Year. Yes. Eat a lot of good food. You know, yes. see family. Mm-hmm. And get a lot of red envelope money. Oh yes. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yay. Cool. So let's do a little check-in before mm-hmm. we get started on our topic today. How have you two been? Oh, also, today we have a guest on our podcast. Yay. Hi, thank you for having me. Sorry, I was waiting for you guys to intro me, but I was like, I don't want to like interrupt and be like, hi, my new is Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, George. It's okay. It's okay. No, we had to do the, we had to do the, you know? Yeah, no, I understand. It's okay. The intro, the intro to the podcast. I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alrighty. Good. Well, the whole reason that he is sitting here right now is because we went to Hong Kong. So, like, I think most of the podcast is probably going to be about that. Um, yeah, we've been we've been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got back from Hong mm-hmm. Kong like two ish weeks ago. At this point, mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was a really fun trip. We'll get into it, but yeah, I, my first time in Asia as well. So that was definitely wow. yeah. It was. Um, I think you being there with me also helped a little bit with culture shock too, because I think Hong Kong is like, it's not, you know, the most, you know, like in terms of like it being so different from like Western culture, it's not super different because there's still English signs. There's still like signs in English mm-hmm. everywhere, you know, obviously like, you know, Britain used to, you know, occupy it as well. So, you know, I wasn't like super like, well, like, what is this like a new world, but yeah um it was still very different like you know like i'll i'll get into it but yeah it was it was a really fun trip mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm excited to hear about it yes and then i mean we've just been working coming back so yeah it is what it is thank god for mlk day how was your new year's and christmas i guess yeah yeah um my new year and christmas is pretty normal one good thing is I got to <clears throat> see a lot of my high school friends. So I reunited with like two groups of high school friends and it was really nice. Um, and then my family and I, we always just love to do hot pot 
um, for any kind of like big holidays like Thanksgiving, Christmas, Lunar New Year, all of that. We just do mm-hmm. hot pot um together. Yeah, so we did that, and honestly, like not much going on. Just working and working. <laughs> yeah, that's adulting. <laughs> I know. Well, this year I'm trying to get better at my finances. Like I'm starting to learn more about like retirement accounts and like how much should I be saving, um, stocks, investments, and stuff. So, yeah, that's fun. Adulting. I know. Yeah, I feel like I want mm-hmm. to do that, but I just. <sighs> It's a long journey. Yeah, I know. It's so it's very complicated and difficult to understand. Yeah. 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 Yay, I'm glad you had a good yeah. Christmas and New Year's. Thank you. Cool. So today we're gonna talk about Crystal's and George's experience in Hong Kong. So can you tell us more about your trip? Um what did you do there? And what are your favorite like foods and things to do while you're there? Do you want me to start? Yeah, you go okay. ahead and start. <laughs> well, I, I felt like this trip was very... I mean, I've been a lot of times, obviously. But I've never been with my partner. And so I feel like before going, I was kind of like, oh, you know how like you revert back to your old self when you're in your hometown a little bit? And like when you're with your friends, you kind of talk... I don't know. You know, you're, you're not like fully yourself here so I was warning mm-hmm. him I was like beware I might I might act differently or you know when I'm talking to my friends I might not fully be myself or I might revert back to who I was in high school and so I feel like he he was expecting that because I I don't know I kept saying it I feel like um no, you did and then after we met like the first friend he was like oh I don't feel like you're different at all yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, there was no difference, really. I mean, I was expecting you to kind of, like, be a different person because of the way you phrased it. But honestly, yeah, I wasn't, it wasn't that much different. I wasn't really sure what you meant because you always kind of kept it vague. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I always, yeah. like, revert back. But I guess I did it. And I feel like it was nice mm. because I feel like whenever I go back to Hong Kong, I don't really fully bring myself because, like, people don't know me here fully. Like, they do, but, like, they they haven't experienced it with me in person, so I feel like going with someone who knows me here made the trip very different, and mm-hmm. I was able to like fully be myself. And and then it's weird because I feel like I've been telling him that I feel like every person in Hong Kong looks the same, like woman, like every girl looks the same, right? With the same body type, the same clothes, because that's what my brain very similar. Because that's what my brain processes. And then he was like oh, I feel like there's actually a lot of body types and, you know, it's pretty diverse in Hong Kong. And I was like, really? And I started noticing that. And I was like, yeah, that's true. It is. Like, not everyone <laughs> looks the same. I think because my brain was stuck in high school. Like, that mindset. Mm. So, like, this time having a new lens, I think, really helped me see Hong Kong differently, which was nice. And that was just mind-blowing to me because I was like, how did I never look at I was just so focused on the girls that I wanted to look like, I think. Wow. I know. Mm, and I was like, I didn't even notice that there was all these other people who weren't, the, you know, like skinny like a stick, basically. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it was nice. I mean, 
I feel like this past month, I felt a lot of genuine moments of happiness. Because obviously, like, my parents are always separated from my partner. Like, we haven't all been together. And like, I mean, at all. Yeah, because he's never met my dad before. And so it was funny. I just found moments where I just wanted to cry because I was like, well, I can't believe this is real. Like, it was so surreal for me. But I feel like we, he learned a lot about me because he saw, you know, the places that I grew up in. Um, And every place has a memory for me. So I was just like explaining, Mm -hmm. oh, this is where, this is where my friend and I, you know, illegally drank alcohol (laughs) when we were younger. (laughs) Like, um Aww. yeah stuff like that or like this is the bus I took home from school yeah so it was it was it was really nice and I think because adulthood you know has been hard I think on everyone right like transitioning out of college and so having that month of just like relaxation but also just like the feeling of togetherness just made me really happy mm, I'm and, really happy for you yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, COVID also affected it too because we started dating in October of 2019. So you know, obviously, COVID hit in March of the, of the following year. So yeah, I mean, that also prevented me. From, I mean, I'd met her mom, you know, prior to COVID, like once, and then she was here for the summer, you know, the first year of COVID. But yeah, I'd never met her dad, and it was very, it was interesting because I feel like it's like meeting both parents typically in like a you know, like in a quote, a normal household, like you would meet like both the mom and the dad, you know, around the same time, mm. if you think about it in a normal sense. But, you know, it, it was interesting because he, I was kind of expecting because for three years, basically, I was like building up this image of her dad in my head <laughs> as like this very like scary, traditional Asian dad really? who would like, who would like grill me with questions before meeting me or like well, after he met me and like, but he was actually very down to earth, very relaxed. Like he talked mm-hmm. about Jesus a lot, but that was fine. my dad is really chill. Yeah, yeah. And I thought five years ago he wouldn't be this chill, but now I feel mm. like he's in the stage where he's just like chill. Yeah, and you were saying That's like he, yeah. yeah, you were saying he found God. <laughs> no, he <laughs> so did. Think, yeah, so, <laughs> he did. So, like it's mm-hmm. it's what got him through this period of his life. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but he was very down to earth, very relaxed. It was interesting because like the last time I saw your mom was. August of 2020 and that mm-hmm. was before I found my first job out of college because of COVID and like I feel like I was a different person and lacked a lot of confidence back then because like my first job out of college gave me like a lot of confidence not just like professionally but also personally mm-hmm. you know it taught me to be like an adult and things and like I feel like back when I was you know I, I was with your mom in like July and August of 2020 I was a very different person mm-hmm. and then when I met her in 2022 I was like oh I feel like I'm such a different person than the last time I met her. Mm. It was an, it was an interesting. I don't know. I didn't really thought about it too much to like speak more broadly on it, but I feel like it was just something I noticed. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. things that people take for granted, like being like being in the same place with your partner and your parents, that's something that we've never experienced. So it was nice. Yeah, it was yeah. like extra special. Oh yeah, I saw a lot of pictures on your Instagram, and you just look so happy. Yeah, I'm so happy for you. Thank yeah, you. hopefully okay. more trips to come in the future. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I have a question for George. So, like, being in Hong Kong with Crystal and seeing that side of Crystal, how did that make you feel? Do you feel there's any difference and? I think, I mean, I think I do, I think it's important to see, like, where your partner comes from, especially if they're not, like, Mm -hmm. if you, if, 
you know, if she's, you know, not a local from the same town you are, obviously if both of you are locals of like LA, for instance, you know, there is like that, you could, you should still see like what part of LA she's from, but if she's from across the world, I think it's really important to kind of like get to know that side of, you know, your partner. And I feel like that also helped me understand you a bit more and like kind of gain more context as to like kind of how your personality formed. Because one thing I did notice is that there's just, there are two friends. I don't want to, you know, say their names and dox them. But you can, and you can see if they're listening. Okay. Um, <laughs> if they're um, true friends. Well, Emmanuel and Chloe, if you're listening to this, I'm talking about you two. Um, I noticed <laughs> that you two in particular have like a certain kinship and like a bond mm. that, and you, you all three of you kind of act the same chaotic way with each other. Aww. And I feel like, you know, I see that, you know, you act the same way here. And I noticed, and you two have been, and you three have been friends for mm. years, basically. Yeah. And that gave me more context. Like, okay, yeah, like you three probably like, you know, grew up together and like formed per- parts of your personality together. And I thought that was cool because, you know, after three years of dating, I'm like, oh yeah, this is cool. Cause I never thought about like friendships or what parts of your childhood like made you into who you are today mm-hmm. i don't know if that makes sense or not but yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah it's funny because like all my friends i've known 10 plus years so i feel like like i obviously you know i see you the most but it's also like wow i knew you seven years after i met them mm-hmm. that's kind of weird <laughs> just like the mm-hmm. time, thinking about the time um but I, I do think we grew a lot from this trip like, I feel like we learned a lot about each other from this trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yes. You should talk mm-hmm. about your first impressions. Like, when you got... I, you said something that was so stuck in my brain. I don't know why. No, I see it. Yeah, you should say it. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, this, I think this is what I think you're thinking of. Okay. um uh so like one of the first things we got off the plane and you know you have to take like a little like tram to uh to get out of basically like the terminal or the gate or something and i noticed well was it on the tram that i said this i'm not sure if i said it maybe it was outside the airport or not but you know it didn't help that it was a monday morning kind of a bleak gloomy day but i noticed that everyone looked so like just like sad they, they just seemed like they didn't want to be there they were just kind of like ugh, like there's like this there was just this vibe of just you know interesting yeah and right? I, and and i would and i didn't really think twice about it like i know people have said like you, your friend madison has said like oh like people in new york just look like they don't want to be there really? but, but but the thing is like with new york like people actually want to be at least in manhattan you know like yeah. they actually want to work there and like be there that's why they're there but in hong kong you were saying maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on this but you you were saying that people in Hong Kong, you know, sometimes they don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. They, they want to leave. Like a lot but, of times. Yeah. I feel like, mm. like, yeah. Well, you weren't, you didn't say it on the train. You said it in Central. Because we went to Central. Oh, really? Like, okay. I, yeah. Day. It was one of the first, it was one of the first days. So I don't remember, but yeah. yeah. So obviously it's a business district. And I guess it was mm-hmm. Monday morning. So then he was like, oh yeah, everyone looks so sad. And I was like, that's so interesting because every time I come back, I think I'm just excited to be back. So I don't notice mm. other people. And it's like, obviously, it's a happy time for me because I'm reunited with friends and family. So I was like, that's true. Like, I never thought about it, but a lot of people, you know, don't want to, like, a lot of people want to leave, but they can't or they're planning to leave. And Hong Kong work life is just so brutal. That was a very interesting observation. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Some more, some more of my first impressions of the city. I'm looking at like, you know, the photo album right here just to kind of like familiarize myself or like kind of like refresh on memory. You know, I noticed like obviously the buildings, that's like one of the first things you notice around, like surrounding you. Like they're so vertical and like. So vertical. Yeah. So vertical and like so narrow. Like if you're just walking yeah. on the street, especially like I think one of them that stuck with me was I think near Goldfish Street. Uh, I forget what the district, what mm-hmm. district is. Um, Moncock. Yeah, in Moncock. I noticed that, like, um, there was a certain street where they sold just a bunch of, like, pets, like, pet stores. And, like, mm. those, um, those like, the, the buildings were so narrow that I feel like if I walked in, my shoulders would kind of, like, graze against the sides of the walls. Mm. And bec- it's because of, like, there's no space for, you know, for, like, just wide, huge buildings, like, here yeah. in L.A. So... That was like, like definitely are one you of them. talking about like inside a building or like between buildings the alley? No, like inside buildings. Like if you go into like a store mm-hmm. or something, everything is just so narrow, but mm-hmm. very but very like deep. Like the stores are very deep but very narrow. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And that's I mean it's I can see what you mean. Yeah, it's kind of like New York. Let's see. I mean, I think also yeah, just like the, I think the people in the buildings are the first. I felt like an ant for sure, you know, next to all the buildings. And like, it, I mean, we were just like, and also the MTRs. Well, maybe we can get into the MTR later. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If public transportation is one of the. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, it's, it's one we of the. We can do it right first. now. Yeah, if you want to just do it. Okay. The MTR. Yeah, I mean, the MTR, you know, I mean, there's not much to say about it. It's it just the MTR, but, you know, it's. It, I think the biggest thing to me was that it was so quiet. Like, even on, like, you know, you know, obviously, yeah. like, people, are, commuters are going to work. No one wants to talk. But even on like a weekend, like on a Saturday when we were on it, like still, no one was talking. They were all on their phones. You know, and I was like, it was so, like, I don't know if it's like a cultural thing or just because like no one just wants to talk on them too. I just want to get to where they're going. But even mm-hmm. on like a weekend, like part of me was like, oh, like why aren't people like happier just to kind of like get on the MTR? Yeah. Maybe just like a coach. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe you can speak more on that. Yeah. What do you think, Summer? I- yeah, like I actually never now I now you like pointed it out. Like I just realized, yeah, you're right. Like sometimes it can be really quiet in the MTR, even though if it's really packed. And I think that like back in high school when I would go on the MTRs or even the light rail, like I would always just be with my friends and I'm a very like loud and like I guess rowdy is, is that the is that the word like mm-hmm. person. And sometimes we would just, like, laugh or, like, talk very loud on the NPR. And then everyone would be, like, staring at us. Mm. Yeah. But I don't know why. I feel like people are just very, like, to themselves when I they're on so. the NPR. And feel, like, embarrassed to be stared at, you know? Like, they don't want other people to be staring staring at them if they're talking loud. Yeah. I think it's also, like, respect for other people's, like, mm-hmm. personal space, maybe. Like, imagine if everybody was talking in that train in this packed city. That's the New York subway. That is the New York subway. And how clean it was. Yeah, the MTR was very clean. I think, for whatever reason, like you were saying before we left, you were like, oh, the MTR is so clean. Like, you can't, like, eat. You can't drink Mm -hmm. on there. I mean, you can drink water and stuff, but you can't eat, like, a snack or whatever on there. Mm -hmm. I think I was expecting, like, Japan levels of cleanliness. I think Mm -hmm. some trains of the MTR were a little bit older, so they were not as clean. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was still it was still cleaner than like any sort of American public transportation for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever tried like the metro system in America? Yeah, we've been yeah, when we went to New York, we were on the subway 
I think I've taken the LA Metro like terrible. Once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've taken yeah. the LA Metro like once or twice, but yeah, it's like the MTR is pretty efficient. I'd say like I, it's very efficient. Yeah, very efficient. Like, like it's like there's no. You know, I know like the ones in like the trains in Japan, like in Tokyo, like if you look at the map of like the yellow line and the red line or whatever, it's such like a convoluted mess of just lines. But the MTR is very clear cut. Like Mm -hmm. if you look on like in the train, like on the, the, if you look up, like, you know how they have like the map and stuff, like it's very clear what stop you're getting off at, where to transfer and stuff. Yeah, it was, it was very handy. Also, it's really, I mean, relatively cheap too. It's like, I think. In, and like in from Hong Kong to US dollars, I think it was like a dollar fifty US or less, or less. Yeah, to get on, it was yeah. really cheap. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's really funny because the other day I actually just saw a TikTok of someone who is a UX designer, and she's from Hong Kong. So she was like back in Hong Kong for the holiday, and she made a TikTok about how um, the Hong Kong MTR system is very user friendly so like when you're talking about the map like it has a very clear indicator of like oh which side of the door is opening and then it also have those like blinking dots that tell you which stop you're mm-hmm. at and then mm-hmm. other directions are super clear versus like when i'm here in san francisco i take the bar or like i take the cow train i always like maybe i'm stupid or whatever but like i always take the wrong direction when yeah. i going on the bar like I'm always just so confused and then I don't know which stop I'm at and then I need to like keep looking at the google map to see where I'm at that but, was us yeah, in New York like... yeah New York yeah. yeah like they like in the MTR they you know they would like there would be the loudspeaker on the train saying you know TST you know please mind the gap or whatever but then in, in mm-hmm. New York like there would be none of that at least on the older trains so I'd have to like look out the window and scramble to, like you know how like there's like this the name of the you yeah, know stop like station. next to like where people get on. I had to like scramble as the train was passing by, like where's the sign? Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> I was like, yeah, exactly. yeah. City mappers saved my life, so shout out. City mapper, yeah. yeah it's it's funny because I feel like mm-hmm. one thing I've noticed since Hong Kong is so crowded, and we we were very lenient in Hong Kong this time around because my my mom and my dad got COVID. I think we were more like okay. So since they got COVID, like, you know, we can be more relaxed with, with COVID. So we're eating in a lot. And we were less, like, you know, cautious about, well, no, we still wore our masks and stuff. But like, we, were, we were more relaxed. I feel like yeah. we're both very diligent. But I think we're more relaxed on this trip. Um, and yeah. it's funny because I feel like, and we were talking about this yesterday because we were in Irvine yesterday. And in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. you, you don't want to take off your mask because it's just so crowded, right? Like, people are yeah. around you 24-7. But here, you're so far away from people like that. Sometimes, yesterday, we were walking at the Irvine Spectrum, and I was like, wow, in some areas, really don't need masks because no one is around mm-hmm. you. Like, you, you don't come into contact with people. And in Hong Kong, we obviously we're eating indoors, and everything is so packed. And we're like, wow, we didn't get COVID from that. And then now we're more relaxed to eat in the U.S. because we're like, it's more spread out. Like the tables aren't so yeah. close to each other. So if we didn't get it in Hong Kong, the chances are probably not. I mean, you know, there there's still a chance, but I think it changed Less. my mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. It also does help. We, we had COVID the weekend of Memorial Day, or uh, was it Labor, Labor Day? Day. So, yeah, Labor Day. Um, so we still have like. Immunity. A few more, maybe, I don't know, a month or two more of immunity. So, I mean, 
still though, I mean, yeah, we were really close to other people, especially there was one, I think the closest we were at, there was this one place called Australian, Australia Dairy Company. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you're familiar with that one. I love that place too. It's so good. Yeah. We went there, I think the morning before we went to Disneyland and yeah, that place, it was super packed. We were like right next to someone, like literally like we were basically sharing that toy. Mm. Huh? That toy, like sharing a table with someone. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Bit, yeah. But at that place as well, like just to kind of quickly say, like that place is probably one of the best places we ate at. I know it, like Hong Kong really? breakfast. Yeah. I mean, Hong Kong breakfast is like, it's not like the most, like, you know, like, uh, glorious. Yeah. It's not, it's not the most glorious, like, cuisine of it's all very time. Down to earth. Yeah. It's, it's very, so yeah. good. Very down to earth. Very, like, just like good, like, comfort food. It was very mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Comfort food. Comfort yeah. food. Yeah. Yeah. And I make I it a lot too. Egg. Oh, I was going to say, I make it a lot at home. So I feel like you you actually getting to try the actual, how it's supposed to taste like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're scrambled yeah. eggs. Something about so it. So good. Something about no, it. No, I think they put their milk into their scrambled egg. And mm. it's just like, it's so smooth. Mm. And like, more, yeah, just more tasty. It's funny because okay. I feel like the, the Australian Dairy Company was a true reflection of how Hong Kong sometimes like tatan hangs work because I feel like they're so quick they like they like pressure you to order right away the food comes so quickly yeah. and then like right after you're they're like okay you have to go now because someone's waiting yeah um and they're not that polite you know so I feel like that no. could be a culture shock to people because they're literally kind of rude also people yeah. are rude like we were noticing how people were just rude in hong kong yelling at you <laughs> yeah yeah i'm trying to think of one yeah people people were sometimes not to us like directly not like pushing us or yelling at us or anything but i noticed like yeah like people i don't know like the taxi driver well okay that guy was just a terrible driver <laughs> he he like oh he, he, we were going to uh uh the buddha tai tai uh tai lo tai o tai o sorry sorry tai o and like we were, <clears throat> we were taking the um, a taxi down from the like train, the tram or whatever, like the the car, like down to like the actual fishing village. And this dude was just so like he was just slamming on the brakes every two seconds when there was no one else on the road. And I was and I was like getting so oh my god, he was. So it was bad. like a roller coaster basically, and I was like, <laughs> I feel like this is how Hong Kong drivers drive anyways, <laughs> like taxi drivers, especially. Yeah, taxi driver and Siuba, the mini bus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, like, speed up so fast, too. Yeah. But did you have a favorite food? Hmm. I always, I mean, yeah, besides Australian uh, uh, dairy company, or uh, is it Australia or Australian? Australian. Uh, same I don't thing. Know, it doesn't matter. Okay, okay, <laughs> um, there was this really good um, cart noodle place I what was the name of it Do you it's remember? called mean june in causeway bay you should try it i don't know if you've had it before but when you go but what kind of noodles it's cart noodle oh, I mean. oh, yeah, yeah. Noodle. oh, oh yes. yeah try it yeah it was it was really good it's famous can you explain explain to our audience what heads i mean or cart noodle is Car noodle is basically like you get a menu and you order your own yeah. noodles you order your own toppings um, you order your own soup base, and they just give you all the goodness in one bowl. Yeah, it's kind of like buffet-style noodle bowl. Mm-hmm. You get to choose what kind of noodles, ingredient in soup. Yeah, it's really good. 
Yeah, I'm trying to. I don't know if I have a picture of it here, but um, yeah, I, that was really really good. I think I think it was also because it was like the end of like a long day of just like walking mm-hmm. like all day, so maybe that also added to it too. You know, we had like we had like nice conversations while we were eating, so I think that you know, conversation also the fact they were really tired <laughs> maybe added to it as well. Um, but yeah, I think that stuck stuck out to me. Obviously, the street food is really good too. You know, yeah, I, do the, you have a favorite? Okay, the first thing I tried, technically this is not street food, but the first thing I had in Hong Kong after, like, getting off the plane was lo mein with shumai. From 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah, from 7-Eleven. Oh, my God. Those <laughs> yeah. are the best. Yeah, it's... The it lo mein is really good. Like, the garlic. Did she get the garlic one? Yeah, it was, like, garlic, and I think she also one? added the spicy flavor in there, too. Yeah, that I, I don't know if it was, like... Yeah, it wow. it was like garlic. I mean, the no- the noodles were. I mean, like to be honest, they were like whatever noodles. They weren't like the like the most amazing things. But, but 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 yeah, the shumai as well was also really good. I think also the uh, chung fan. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, yeah, yeah uh, that was really good too. I think that was probably one of my favorite street food items. Yeah, yeah, street food was. We didn't honestly have like that much street food. I thought we were gonna have a lot more. Like we, I like I was looking at pictures on my phone, like. There was like hanging like duck, like from like mm. uh, street vendors like stalls. You know there were there were all like I can look through my phone, but um, yeah, you can maybe talk more about street food. Well, I feel like we didn't even try that much street food. Like we just tried the typical street food, like siu mai, egg waffles, egg waffles. Um, we didn't try like zinyuan sao bao or like tofu. Yeah, we should have though. But so I feel the like tofu, the stinky I gotta tofu. Have it. I feel like it's because like we had so many times we just wanted to we went to eat in restaurants so like mm-hmm. i think we wanted to maximize like trying the different foods oh tamzai too mm-hmm. we had tamzai like one of the first nights i think it was the first night i requested i was like i want tamzai and then i think tamzai gave me my stomach thing and now i have to oh, look no. at it and it makes me sad oh my god Tamzai's my favorite like you know food yeah Tam Zai is like rice noodles, yes. right? My scene. Yeah. So, um, before we started recording, you kind of also talk about how you witnessed some Kong girl incidents in Hong Kong. I'm very curious about that. Can you talk to me? Yes, Kong girl incidents. I mean, it's funny because, like, I feel like after we recorded our episode and after talking about like making known to him that con girls were existent it's funny just for him to like actually see con girls in action actually do you want to talk about the con girls you saw sure i mean i'll talk about this really i mean this is not really a con girl thing, no but, it is a but, con girl thing no i'm talking about the fried chicken yeah thing. the fried chicken okay so okay this is con girl thing so so uh we were in which district we were in, we were in west kowloon west kowloon promenade yeah. Yeah. West Kowloon Promenade. So, uh, we were just we we had just gotten back from like a museum with her mom, and we were just like trying to get like a snack. It was like four p.m. or something like that. It was Christmas Eve, so it was crowded. Was it the yeah? M+ it was it was really crowded. The M Plus Museum. Yeah. Oh no! So they have a new museum now called um, Google Oh, like, I want to um, go to. It's in, it's in the whole museum complex, but it's um it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we were waiting in line for some food, and like while waiting in line to order, I saw like these two girls sitting at the table inside the cafe with a plate of fried chicken between them. And then one of them was taking like a selfie 
like of themselves like just yeah. taking it and so i was okay i guess i guess it's cute like you know two two people to sit next to each other mm-hmm. eating some fried chicken at 4 p.m you know what on christmas eve whatever <laughs> and then um and then like we, we order the food and then we go outside to wait and then you know food's ready i go back in and then it's 10 minutes later those two girls are still taking the same photo at the same <laughs> angle with that fried chicken and I was like that poor fried chicken just sitting there cold and alone and and like just waiting to be eaten. I was like, damn. No. I was like, that, I was like, that's like not like the most typical con girl thing because yeah. you think con girl like oh with their boyfriend taking photos for like thirty minutes. We you know? saw that though. We saw a lot of Instagram boyfriends taking like photos for them. We were at the same on the same day. We were eating by the waterfront by the water, and this girl i mean it was gated so i don't know how they got in but they got in on the rocks because i guess it's instagrammable on the rocks and she just was taking pictures like the the boyfriend brought like a dslr camera and on the phone and i was like girl we're done eating and you're still taking pictures oh my i mean God. i feel like that's very hong kong yeah well are they like actually trying to like take pictures or it's just like a randomly random thing where they just take pictures throughout the day because people can be going on photo shoot right i i don't know i mean it didn't look like a photo shoot i think it was just the girlfriend forced the boyfriend to just take the photos <laughs> oh, God. It did, like it did, they didn't it, she wasn't like it, it like she gave us the vibe of someone who would just like walking with her boyfriend there and it's like oh yeah it's a good photo op which we'll is stay here for 30 minutes <laughs> yeah i feel like people love their instagram i mean here too right like influence yeah here but- too but it's more like influencers, and Hong Kong is more just like more regular people, I guess. Love mm-hmm. taking pictures. everybody mm-hmm. needs to maintain their Instagram account. I know, but we didn't see any like outright fighting. Oh my god! You know how that video I sent you somewhere of yeah. that girl <laughs> just like black widowing her partner <laughs> and on the street? She literally they were arguing, and I think the boyfriend actually pushed her or something or tried yeah, to carry like, her like, yeah, try to carry her and then like she like and slip I, and like i don't know the the boyfriend so. i know i know but yeah we didn't see anything like that no we didn't see any like arguments maybe because it was the holidays so people weren't fighting <laughs> yeah but it's it's interesting this time around because i feel like i got culture shock this time like it was weird mm. how so we were at my cousin's wedding and we were at the reception. And so we were seated at this table with her colleagues. She's a lawyer. And all everyone at our table is like her age, you know, like 30s to probably 40s. We were the only two like people in our 20s. And then everybody was just like asking each other about, oh, what do you do? Where do you work? And, and once they said like, oh, I work at this company, someone would be like, oh, yeah, do you know so-and-so? I know them. Like, because Hong Kong is so small, right? That makes sense. Mm. And then they just started talking about, like, stocks and I don't even know what, and they were giving each other business cards. I feel like every social gathering is an opportunity for networking Mm, for a lot of corporate, like, adults. And I was just so weirded out by that because I felt like I couldn't... Obviously, I don't know anything about stocks or real estate, you know, like, or even, like, the situation Hong Kong is in in those aspects so I just felt so like foreign and I felt like I couldn't really jump in on the conversation and I feel like it's funny because he was you were able to talk to someone at that table about work or some some sort of work conversation 
Yeah, I mean, it was very surface level. It was like the most generic thing you could ever ask. Like, oh yeah, how's the work culture here? You know, as like a foreigner, you know. Mm, and like I, I, was, I think like I just told him I was like, you know, in HR or something, and he worked in like stocks with like your cousin. Like he's a, he was your cousin's coworker, basically. Yeah, some and, I don't even know. Yeah, and he was saying. I mean, I I think we were gonna get into like work life yeah. stuff later in Hong Kong, but. Yeah, he said like typical work day would be like nine to six in Hong Kong. Like, and if you were like a regular office worker who worked forty hours, well, forty hours a week is more like fifty hours there in Hong Kong. But that's con- yeah. like nine nine to six is considered short. Apparently, he said he said that's like if you get off work early, you get off at six. And I was like, damn, that's yeah, that's rough. That's so, what all my friends said too. We were, we were asking my friends a lot about work culture. But I, it just felt very interesting to me, the interaction at the wedding, because I'm like, I feel not local enough to, like, participate. Yeah. And I felt so foreign because I felt, like, guilty of my two identities. But then for someone who's, like, just a foreigner, I feel like it's easier to make those conversations because there's no expectation of, like, oh, you should know. Like, you should be aware of, like, your own culture kind of thing. But for me, I felt like there was a pressure of, like, oh, yeah, you grew up in Hong Kong. Like, you should know how to make these conversations. So I felt yeah, like but like you were still in high school when you were in Hong Kong, and then after high school you moved here, and you haven't like really kind of gotten into like the adult world. Yeah, in in Hong Kong, so I feel like it's fair that you don't know much. I don't even know much about Hong Kong stocks and like investments, and I yeah. wonder if it's like, is it like a a norm or like a pattern in your um friends and family gatherings that people would talk about work stuff or network with other people i'm not sure i think so but that was the only experience that we've had because with my friends and stuff like obviously we have history so it wasn't like strangers so that was the only experience that we've i've had with strangers in a while actually because every time i go back i won't see strangers yeah so that was new for me that was very interesting and that how that made me feel and then I feel like after that I told him I was like I feel like this is one of the reasons of why like I can't live here anymore or like it Mm -hmm. showed me how much I I don't know how uncomfortable how uncomfortable it made me feel just made me realize I feel like this is not for me yeah kind of also yeah it seemed I mean it's you know at a wedding if you're with strangers sitting at a table I feel like even in the even in the U.S. like you know, people will still just talk about the most relatable thing to everyone at the table, which is work, if you're in, like, your 30s, you know, because typically people in their 30s are all working, and, like, it's the most easy thing to talk about, but at the same time, I mean, I haven't been to, you know, many weddings here in the U.S., but it, if you talk to a stranger about work, it didn't, it doesn't feel as transactional here. I feel like in Hong Kong, I mean, I didn't understand what they were saying, because they were speaking Cantonese, (laughs) but the vibe I got, it seemed like it was pretty like it felt like they were almost like a recruiting networking event and yeah, they were trying yeah. they were trying to like get their like people's like business cards and they were like oh yeah let me hook you up with like this my coworker, he does this or you know she knows this person like they can talk to them or whatever like so yeah i don't know if that's just like it happened to be that way where they were like all in their 40s and they were just trying to hustle or whatever but mm. i don't know it's a very it's a very small experience to generalize so i can't really yeah. say like oh all yeah. hong kong is like that but. i think it's culture i think it's small talk culture like that's just how it is i think even my friends who are working there like they they just network that's just how it is mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's really interesting because 
I haven't been to a wedding as an adult in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Like as a kid, I went to a lot of weddings with my parents, but like never, no one will ever talk business to me. Mm-hmm. You know, when mm-hmm. I was a kid. But I wonder how it would be like now that I'm an adult and if I have to go to a wedding. Yeah, I wonder if you'll make small talk with people when you're there. Yeah. Cool. And so, since we're on this topic, should we talk about like? The working culture in Hong Kong. Did you learn anything new? Anything surprising? I think really just like the long work hours. I mean, we also were mostly talking to your friends who are working typical corporate office jobs. You know, like they like accountant, finance, marketing. Um, yeah, marketing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the it seems like the the job market in Hong Kong is very competitive. I feel like even somehow yeah. more competitive than here. I mean, maybe it's because like there are so few jobs in hong kong for so many people mm-hmm. whereas in america there's so many jobs you can do i mean still like corporate office jobs are relatively competitive here especially like in big companies in america but mm-hmm. i don't know it feels like there are more jobs here for people to do mm-hmm. I, don't I think know. so yeah. yeah yeah and it's interesting too because i was under the impression that american firms in hong kong would be more lenient because they're run by you know an american mindset i guess like more work-life balance but actually i found out that it's worse or even like it's the same really? even worse yeah that's what my friend said remember how um, so how so i don't i don't remember why they said it but they said it's just it's not lean it's not more lenient just because it's an american firm do you remember what they said yeah. well i think one of your friends worked um at i think it was one of the big four or a mm-hmm. bank or something I know one of your friends works at HSBC, mm-hmm. um, and H- HSBC, I think, is European, if I'm not mistaken, I think. I know it's an international company, British, but yeah. it's yeah. British? Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if, like, because it's just that one particular HSBC branch, which is, like, very chill managers or something, but it seemed like the big four, like, in Hong Kong, it's not that much different than the U.S., where, like, they work It's worse than hours. the U.S. The U.S., at least you have more somewhat of a work-life balance, I feel like. Mm. And there's so much politics just from what, what I was talking to them about. But yeah, I think it really depends on companies. Maybe European companies are more, more lenient. Or maybe it's just, like, her role in, I mean, within yeah. the company. I mean, I don't know much about the work, the day-to-day work in European, in Europe. Um, but I know that they value vacations. Like, they're, yeah, they'll yeah. let you go on, yeah. like, a month-long vacation and not, like, yeah. roast you and be like, Oh my god, you're letting your coworkers do all this work now, or you're just dumping all this work on your coworkers. I know, I mean, that's the only thing I know about European work culture. It could be trash, but. Something I learned about work culture was that apparently Hong Kong forces people to take annual leave, right? Every year, two weeks. Like, you just have to. Or maybe big really? have to, yeah. Two weeks of annual leave. And then they, they uh, my friend who works at the Big Four, they made her take a week of leave for Christmas. Like from the twenty second mm-hmm. to like the twenty eighth, there was a company shutdown, but they they still had to work. Wait, I don't get it. So, so like they, they're supposed to take a vacation, but then people will still work. Well, the company better. the company is supposedly shut down for that week, but people still work because it it looks better for the company to have that week off, or like it helps with their like some sort of like muindi so like their summaries for each year to have it like more balanced or like some something that would make the company look good basically but then the people, people get paid i don't know i think so i think so well they're salaried 
Well, mm-hmm. they 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 do probably get paid. I think what what you're trying to say is basically like they take they make they publicly they say okay the company's shutting down yeah, for like two weeks yeah. as a front, but then people because either they're overworked or they're you know obsessed with their jobs or because like you know whatever like they still have to work. They those still have two to go weeks. in. Yeah, or yeah, they still have to like get work done because like you know they just have a lot to do. So and that's pretty symptomatic of something bad. It's funny, and then when we were at Ocean Park, my friend's boyfriend was actually supposed to be at work, and we didn't know that until, like, the end of the day, and I was like, damn, he was just refreshing his teams, <laughs> um, mm. and that was, like, Christmas, that was the 23rd, that was the 23rd. Mm. I think, technically, for Christmas, Hong Kong only has, like, the Christmas day and the day after off, mm-hmm. right, where they don't even have Christmas Eve off. No. Really? Yeah. Oh. Do we hear? Yeah. Well. Yes. Yeah, so uh, oh, some yeah. companies do. Some companies do. Some don't. Yeah. The working culture in Hong Kong is so bad that like I just get so scared hearing all these stories from my friends and like from you. And I think that's one of the biggest things that deterred me from going back to Hong Kong and mm-hmm. live there permanently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know if I can take it. It's a lot. It's intense. Yeah. And something that um, we were discussing with my cousin, actually, before I went to Hong Kong, because she her husband is white, right? So then she was saying how, like, when they went to Hong Kong, people were asking them for pictures. And then one, of this, one person from, like, I guess, like, a Zawa, like, a, a, a restaurant, took a picture with them. And then they found out somewhere online that they framed it and put it on, like, the reception, like, uh, take the cashier and like some sort of mantle. That's um, so funny. I know. What? Like, will that happen? Like, we're like, will, will people be like, I don't know, fascinated that. <laughs> Are you sure that was in Hong Kong or China? Oh, maybe it was China. Uh, I think oh, that maybe was, it was I think, China. I think that was actually in China. I think that was like in a uh, small like, town. I, I think in Hong Kong they would, I don't think there's too many white people. No, there but, but yeah. she did say that he got stared at a lot by aunties and stuff on the Who, street. Me? No, my cousin's husband did get stared at a lot. So I think we went into it with... Did you go into it with that expectation? Uh, I mean, partially. I I think I knew that there were quite a few white people there in Hong Kong. I actually Mm -hmm. was expecting a lot less. I was surprised, especially in Central, how many white people there are. Like, there is... It's, like, almost, like, at least in passing, it looked like there was, like, a 70%, 70%, 30%, like, 70-30 split between, like you know, Hong Kong locals and white people, like, expats. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a lot. We're, we're in IFC, and we just kept seeing them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, IFC and, like, ICC, those yes. places. Yes. I think that's because there are a lot of international companies there. Mm-hmm. In those buildings. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like people looked at you? Like, you got looks? No, not really. I think the one time I actually got a look from someone was when we got some street food in, I think it was Causeway Bay, mm-hmm. where we just, like, ate, ate it on the side of the road in, like, a small alleyway, like, next to, like, a building or something. And, like, people were looking at me, not because I was a white, but because I was, like, eating on the side of the road. And I think not people, many people do that. I think most people just eat on their own time, like, just somewhere else, not in public, you know? Really? Like, on the side of the I road. I feel like everyone eats on the side of the road. Oh, so I don't yeah. know why they were staring at me. Maybe because we were in a weird spot to eat. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It was it was a weird situation. I think maybe it's because I was eating a whole meal. Like it was like a 
plate of like rice. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a plate of rice. <laughs> and like, mm. it was kind of a weird like food just to eat on the side of the yeah, road. Yeah, yeah. That was the one time I got stared at, but I don't think in passing anyone really like stared at me. Like, whoa, like a white person. Also, so we had masks. Oh yeah, and then you're not like blonde, huh? So it's maybe yeah. It's, I'm like, not like a harder to tell. I'm not like the Aryan, whatever. Like, yeah, I'm not blue eyed, yeah. blonde hair. Yeah. 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 I don't and- know. Yeah. Yeah, and people were complimenting his can Well, because like you know, he picked up people, like just simple phrases, just to you know say like thank you and stuff. And people, and then this this waiter at this restaurant came over and was like, "Does he speak Cantonese?" And and she was so surprised, and we we're like, "No, he's visiting." And she was like, "Wow, he's his pronunciation is so accurate." Actually, a lot of people came up and told you that, like whether it be oh. my family or like my friends or just like random people on the street like at restaurants we were eating at they would come up and be like wow your pronunciation is so good they thought that you know he grew up here or he like speaks the language mm. can, you <laughs> can you show us can you show us oh there's pressure yeah no, there's pressure you. uh i'm going like that like that type like you know or say like you know asylum goy yeah um uh let's see what else I don't even know. Like I'm, I'm blanking now. Cause all this pressure, I'm blanking. But yeah, I mean, people were seeing them. I think it's because like I heard her speak on the phone with her mom, like on Facetime, whatever. I hear her say yeah. certain things, like "see ya," like that type of stuff. Like, like that, <laughs> like, like random phrases. Like I think I maybe that's also maybe because I'm like I know another language too, so maybe that that also helps. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's why. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I know it was so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, yeah, it was, I mean, I think I felt like I never really pronounced it like a local, but, you know, I, try, I tried my best. I mean, better than any other, you know, like yeah. tourists. I feel like, though, like Cantonese, it seems like, like the words are very, like, like each part of the word is very segmented, so it's easy to remember. Mm. I feel like maybe, I don't know, like a language, like, I don't know, like maybe Japanese or something, maybe because they speak it so fast, it's hard for me. But I feel like Cantonese, mm-hmm. like you speak it fast, but each word is segmented very, like, brutally. If, it's I very guess, sharp. It's, yeah, like it's, it's a very sharp, yeah. yeah it's like, msila, yeah. mgoi is very easy to remember than, like, some, oh, yeah, like that wow, type. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's very, like, it's very easy to remember, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not all slurred together. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's what Bulgarian sounds like to me. <laughs> it's all <laughs> yeah sometimes i feel like english is like that too you know how like sometimes like the the last like r of the word will like get spurred together with another word mm. yeah 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 i can see that spanish also mm. are there different dialects of cantonese within hong kong in different districts or is it pretty much all the same within districts Probably not within Hong Kong, but like in in like Guangdong or like different provinces, yes. But oh, it's not actually Cantonese. in Macau. In Macau, oh, people oh. like talk a little differently. Like, like I don't want to say like it's like a more of a Macau accent, or like some some words and like slangs are different mm-hmm. than Hong Kong. I still can't Yeah, yeah. No, we didn't get to go to Macau. Yeah, next time we go, because they we were closed. Go. Like. They were not mm. open, but now they're open. So maybe next time you can go somewhere. If, if I know, I think we're planning to go with my parents. You were saying that Macau is really 
I mean, there's it's cool, but it's really just a bunch of gambling, right? Basically, yeah. and food, I guess, gambling, and hotels, like buffets, hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they have really good pork chop bun, ju papao. Oh, okay. Right? Portuguese tarts. Yeah. Ooh. Pork and yeah. tarts. That's yeah. where the that big like front of the church is, right? It yeah. collapsed. Yeah. Or something, the right? back of the whole church collapsed, uh, except for the front of it. The front. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it would be fun. Yeah, it was called the mill. Is it in Chimwan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lam Fung Sa Chong. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I've been there last time too. Yeah, that was, was a, really cool. Yeah. That was a really cool mall. Yeah, that was. It was pretty unique. I feel like it was something that you would find like in the West somehow. I feel like mm. there were, there aren't a lot of like repurposed buildings in Hong Kong that are like turned into like malls. Like I feel like everything yeah. is either built from the ground up, like they just. No, well, because like it was building. chill. I think that's why I reminded you of the West. Because it was like coffee shops, like people with dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The vibe was very chill. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of arts and crafts stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah. Should we um, close it off? Yeah. See? That was easy. I <laughs> know. Oh, I was so yeah. nervous going into this. I was like, oh, no. That's a good guess. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I was so nervous. I was like, am I going to like make the podcast boring or like make, no. like not talk enough about things or run out of things to say? But yeah. The first time that you actually know what we're talking about in the podcast. It's funny because he's always like, I'm a live audience, but then like he's gaming. So I'm like, how can you hear if you're alive, if you're gaming? <laughs> and he doesn't listen to the episode. You should just listen to it so you can give us money. <laughs> <laughs> actually yeah just, just like play it on repeat yeah. you know yeah. just pay for a boba like you know, I know. Like, after a year we'll be able to pay two bobas yes <laughs> yes yeah. yeah yeah okay so to like close it off let's um what was your that asked you already like what was your favorite thing that you did um oh. in hong kong well like for both of us or just me yeah or like Let's say you need to give me recommendations of like one thing that I must do oh. when I'm in Hong Kong. Okay. What would it be? You need to think about that. I know. I'm trying to look to, yeah. to see what we did. I probably would. I probably would say Ocean Park because I feel like really it was a staple growing up, and I haven't been to Ocean Park in so many years. So going back was really nice. Like just going back, and it's more chill. You know, as an adult, you're like, let's look at the animals. Let's. Um, I don't know. Go on the chill ride. You know, I I did go on. We did go on roller, the roller coaster. I know we did, but they closed a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, at Ocean Park, it's funny because like you know how there used to be like a crocodile station and like a goldfish station, whatever. You can go see goldfish, goldfish. and crocodiles. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, if, we, if we went to see the crocodiles, and it was a fake statue of two crocodiles. <laughs> And I was like, really? damn, yeah, I was like, damn, their budget really be low. Mm-hmm. And then when we went to the goldfish section, I was like, I can see this on goldfish street. And we kept saying that it was a scam. Maybe don't go. It is kind of a scam, but I think it brought well, back Well, the good rides memories. are good. Yeah. Yeah, the rides are fun. Yeah. They closed down a lot, though. They closed down the Rapids ride. 
the log ride, the abyss, like the Pioke, they close that a lot. Yeah. Well, it's just for. Is it just for like renovating it, or they're closing it forever? I think they're closing it forever, but they made a new water park. So like, you can go to the water park. <laughs> it was so disgusting. I know. Park. Like sometimes, like okay, like I have a bad like, I guess impression of water parks, but that was in China. Like, I like there's this park called Changlong, oh, and they have this water water park. Okay. People literally like eating like chicken in the pool and like I'm like ew like did all the oil and shit just go out of the pool I don't like that oh <laughs> gross what what is your favorite place um uh, what favorite place um thing to do thing to things do. to do I would say like if you spend a lot of time in the city I would say maybe go to Tayo I think that that was actually really nice that was nice yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that was yeah I, I feel like the people there, like, it's pretty, it's not very, like, it's not a wealthy fishing village. Like, people are, like... Down to earth, too. Yeah, it's very, yeah, it's very kind of, like, grounded. You know, it's, like, it's very, yeah, I feel like that was, that was nice to get out of the city for, like, a day or, you know, just, like, kind of relax. Because the city can be a yeah. lot sometimes, you know? Yeah. So, going to, like, a nice fishing village by the sea is, yeah. that'd be a nice, like, day trip. Is it- uh, did you try the egg waffles there? The tan siu bedanzai? No, I Wait, was saw the charcoal. Yeah, the charcoal. Remember? Yeah, they were grilling it on charcoal. Uh, no, yeah. we didn't. But you guys, but I was, I unfortunately had like the stomach bug, like I think the day before, so I couldn't mm-hmm. eat what you guys had. But um, you guys had like a squid, like a what was it called? We had a big squid. Yeah, and then we had. Oh, let me show you. Oh, that looks good. And we had ma'a bang, ma'a bang. Oh, oh my gosh, that's my childhood too. And then that was it, really. Because we ate earlier, so we didn't really eat that much there. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah. I wish we spent more time there. Because we were yeah. not there for that long. Because we, we went to the Buddha, and then we went to Tayo. So oh, we didn't really I have see. that much time. Yeah. Or, oh, we should take the tram, like the peak tram. Oh, yeah, Ooh, that tram okay. was scary though. I mean, it's not like old and rickety or anything, but we were you're so high up in that tram. It's so pretty. Yeah. Like I, the tram. I mean, it's been renovating, right? So it just opened. So like, it's so pretty. I haven't been on the tram since I was a kid, like the peak tram. Mm, so that was nice. I see. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Yay. Yay! Thank you so much, George, for coming on. Yay. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for having me. Hopefully, I can be on again in the future if you if you have a reason for me to be on. Yeah, <laughs> this was fun. Of course, you will. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, Summer. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening and follow us on social media, and we'll see you in our next episode. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.